Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. The final episode of 2022. Yes. What a ride. What a year. <laughs> and it, been, it has and been, been a crazy year. It has indeed been a very, uh, yeah, I was going to say up and down year. There's hopefully been no downs. It's just been a very up year. <laughs> well, I've not made any up and downs, Yay. that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so amazing 2022. First off, I want to start off by saying thank you for everybody that listens and watches. Um, it means the world to us, and it's really appreciated. And also, thank you to you. Thank you to you. Uh, obviously, you helped put the show together, and uh, I think I don't think we've missed that many episodes this year. At no, all. it's been a solid year. We've been consistent with it, um, which is good. I think we've had some. Um, we've had a nice mix of episodes that blown on trumpet. We've had some great guests on last week. Obviously, Ricky Fowler, which was awesome. Um, we've had some kind of smaller profile guests, which have been really exciting. We've had some silly episodes, some rather blue episodes. Oh. Um, but oh, overall, I think it's been a nice vibe. It's been a good mix. Um, yeah, Ricky, the Ricky Fowler episode last week, the comments were fantastic on that episode. Thank you, everyone, that checked it out. If you've not done yet, make sure you do. Um, could you... Oh, probably hard to put you on the spot here. Could you almost name a favourite episode? Of the podcast? Yeah, that we've done this year. Oh, no, I am presumably on the spot. I think, um, again, we had to guess. They're the easiest ones to remember. We've had some great guests. We obviously had the uh, Garrett and Grant from, from Good Good came on. We've had one of your teachers, Rick Daniels, came oh, on. Oh, yeah. Um, we've had, it was Bryson last year now, actually. Bryson was last been. year. Adam Scott was phenomenal. We've had some great ones, but sometimes just the, the ones of us chatting rubbish are my favourite. But that could be the vibe of today. This is episode, it's 163. 163. And this is going to go out just after Christmas. Yeah. We're actually recording this pre-Christmas. We're not that dedicated. We've not come in on... Is it the day after Boxing Day this goes out? Yeah. yeah. So we'd, we'd be, we're not here Boxing Day recording this. No, we're not, And this is that weird time of year between Christmas and New what, Year. What day is where it? Hopefully, you, you're talking dates, so yes. it's the 27th yeah. of December. Uh, hopefully, everyone's had a wonderful Christmas. Oh, we should have said that at the start of the show. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, hopefully you're going to enjoy this, whether it's... whether it's, um, You know what I think a lot of people will be doing, listening to this? Going to skip. Yeah. To the tip. Yeah. It's that time between Christmas and New Year where you're like, right, I need to sort out... Your cardboard, your plastics. All your cardboard boxes, all the stuff that you've collected over Christmas. <laughs> and you're like, right, I'm going to go to the skip or the tip, however you say it. And what do you say? Well, the, the tip of skip is what you get at your house. Yeah. If you, and then the tip is the... the, the but place. now they're more called recycle centres yeah, over yeah. here in the UK. Um, so you might be going <laughs> there. Podcast you, might, so you, might, you know what? I think a lot of people will be out walking the dog. Yep. Having a little bit, might be even on the way to golf. Because mm. I reckon a lot of sneaky rounds of golf, as long as the weather's good here in the UK, that time period is a nice little time to play a bit well, of golf. Well, you might not get 
to play obviously Christmas Day, obviously. You might not get to play Boxing Day. So then the day after Boxing Day, today this comes out, might be a few people on the way to golf as we speak. Do you know, Saint, shank it. St. <laughs> Andrews do a tradition each year. On Christmas Day, you can play for free. Oh, my word. However, I don't know if it is this Christmas Day or the Christmas Day it's just been because it's a Sunday. Oh, wow. So I wonder if it... I don't know if... That, Obviously, yeah. it doesn't. It only falls on a Sunday once every seven years, and the old course is shut on a Sunday. But St Andrews every Christmas Day, it's free golf. That's interesting. How mad's that? Um, We're also a bit under the weather today, both of us. I've got a bit of a sniffle. Don't feel a million percent. Neither do you. So no, I'm, try I'm, not I'm, sniffle too much down the mics. But if it's not our best performance, that's the reason why. Yeah, we are. You can probably tell by the audio. We're a little bit muffled today. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of filming outside in the cold the last few days. Um, testing some new and exciting drivers for 2023 well the good thing is for everyone listening we don't have to do that thing now it's like oh they're going to come in weeks these videos are going to be coming very very soon literally in a week or so from now the first one will drop some exciting gear and it's been a nice testing process this year there's been a lot of balls hit some indoor data for pure numbers and then some outdoor data. And it's interesting to see how those two marry up, isn't it? Because that's a big... With one of the drives in particular, different. one of the things that we've yeah. actually found. Yeah, it's indoor testing when you're hitting in a simulator. There's the, def- the numbers can skew your perception of a mm, driver. Absolutely. Where when you get out on the golf course and you're in a real setting, the numbers go out the window. <clears throat> it's all about fairways. Oh, your voice really is going now. Is that what have you got a big drink of? I've got... This is it's a nice little... Uh, it's co- just coffee. Okay, just coffee. It sounded like New York then, didn't it? We're just talking about coffee. coffee. Uh, this is a, a beaker I got from Palm Beach Golf Club. And it genuinely, I think it's heated up my drink. Wow. It's made it hotter. Uh, I've just got coffee. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of drivers this year which performed very, very nicely indoors, but we were a bit of a different animal outside. So, reviews of those will start to be coming early January. So, stay tuned. Make and sure you subscribed. Yeah, very exciting time. And that's the thing. We've had this discussion before, and it's so hard. I almost feel some level of, like, not sympathy for people because we're all in the same boat, but when, when you go to get a new golf club and you're spending now, a lot of these new drivers are going to be £529 sterling, which is, is a lot of money in it, let's be honest. It's a hell of a lot of money. If you're going spending that much on a driver, you should get fit. We all know that. Um, but it is something just to be a bit, not cautious of, but just consider that when you do get fit either indoors or on a driving range, there are some amazing custom fitters out there, you know, who've got obviously launch monitors and you can use decent golf balls and you can hit your own one first and hit obviously loads of brands. So I definitely recommend doing that. But it is different. And, and I think all of us naturally... I think we have to be honest about this. When you're hitting driver, you start you look at distance more than anything. And it's very easy with launch monitors to delete bad shots. And that's not something that I think custom fits are doing to try and pull the wool over your eyes. It's because obviously if you hit one that's a horrendous snap hook, it's going to like really screw, uh, skew your data. So let's just say you're hitting a, whatever driver it might be, and you nail it six times out of ten, and there's a couple of horrendous ones. I understand that if it's a, it's a real, real anomaly, then take it out. But... Those bad ones that you sometimes might take out on the golf course can be horrendous. Yeah. And the other drive that you might be testing against, that one that's not quite as glamorous, not quite as long, but a little bit more steady, that you might think oh, that's a bit boring, that on the golf course can help you play better golf. It's just it's just trying to do that thing where if you can test it on the golf course as well, it is so important. Yeah, or, or at least go into your fitting with the mindset, not just if, even if you're into a screen or you're hitting into an, an outdoor driving range with a launch monitor, Really look at the ball flight as well mm. and picture your playing at your local golf course and go, well, if I hit that off my first tee, where would it end up? 
if I hit that on the second, would it go out of bounds? Because yeah. the fitter's saying that's not too bad, but well, actually, I know on the fourth hole, I can't hit that shot because it's out of bounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's so, it. so go important. in with that mindset. We also might be slightly under the weather. <clears throat> because earlier this week we had our Christmas do. Oh, we did indeed. Well, it'll be a week ago now as this goes out. And um, how did, how many days ago was it in reality? It was four days ago. It was Monday. Yeah. And it's now Friday. Yeah. At least it's going out on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's confusing, isn't it? But yeah, we had a, a very, 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 very um, good Christmas works night out. Compliments to you for organising it all. It was like an activity night. It was. <laughs> we did colouring in. That's gauges. <laughs> Pass the, pa- pass the you, parcel around you, this desk for ages. You kept going out the lines. I did. Bang out of order. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're talking about colouring in. And then we we actually had a few bits and bobs we did. We first off, so there was out on the actual staff night out, was eight of us. Mm. One, unfortunately, uh, Amy, who works for as well, was missing. So it was normally nine, but eight of us went out. The first location, after a few beers here in the office, mm. finishing off the Ricky Fowler edit, it wasn't, it was the Palm Beach edit, actually. We went out to um, Junkyard Golf. We did. In Manchester. Which is uh, mini golf. And a twist. It's adult mini golf. It's adult mini golf. Yeah, it's really uh, raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you're not going to take a kid there, are you, really? Certainly not at night. No. I don't even know if you would in the day. You probably could in the day. I don't, yeah. don't know. But, um, yeah, we, we got a few funny looks when we all walked in with tour bags and Scotty Camerons and spiders. Pro V1s. And, yeah. Um, no, we didn't do that. But... It was competitive, and um, I don't want to, um, you know, get too carried away, but I did uh, destroy you in particular. You kind of blew it a bit, though, I did blow, the Yeah, end. I blew it a little bit. I didn't want to win. I thought, I don't want to win, because that's a bit too, like, oh, too competitive. So I gave <laughs> a nice second place. Where did you come? Uh, second to last. Oh, okay. So sixth. Seventh. Seventh? Oh, with eight of us, yeah. Wow. But I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. I thought it was, it was aim point was a bit over the top. What I wanted to do is we went out with all our editors and just, I wanted the editors to make my score look a little bit better. Yeah, and they just couldn't do it. <laughs> like, this is real like, life. This is real life now. Yeah. No, I'm only joking. So that was really good. We did Junkyard Golf and then we had a few more beers. We went for some food at Blue's Kitchen in Manchester, which yeah. was really, really good. And then we went to Flight Club. Flight Club is the best thing on earth ever, full stop, period. It's so good. Now, if, if you've never heard of Flight Club, and this is not a sponsored read or anything, uh, we paid full whack for the whole privilege, but it was a privilege. It's darts made commercial. It's so good. So it's a bar. They've converted into all these little ockies where there's dartboards everywhere, and they're interactive dartboards, but they're actual dartboards. I was worried, I'll be honest with you. I thought they'd be plastic uh, dartboards. Little, like, holes almost But in. they're proper, proper, proper dartboards. With proper darts, proper dartboards, really good service, um, and loads of fun games, and... That got very competitive and boozy and really, really, really fun. Yeah, well, I wasn't drinking. I had to, I had to drive, unfortunately. But you, you were, um, you, you put a lot of ale away. Um, you are a, a, a good drinker. I'll give you that. <laughs> if you had a handicap at drinking, you see me right at the end. You might have questioned that. But if, yeah. if you had a handicap, I'd say you were. I don't got carried away. I'd say you probably uh, single figures. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. But you, I'll you, often break seventy-five drinks. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> But um, and, and your shorts game was actually quite good. Your, your, my your short shots game, my was, shots. was very impressive. Yeah, I take plenty of shots. But then you were very worse for wear the next day. So you're definitely in your old age. You're, you're getting worse with hangovers. I think it's honestly, genuinely, no, no, if buts and maybe. <laughs> it was the the most hang- hungover I've ever been wow. in my life. It was just 
we went out really early. We started drinking at, at probably, well, one o'clock here in the office. <laughs> I finished an evening about 2 a.m. Wow. in the casino. Um, and it was just, from that, it was beer, shots, red wine, cocktails. Vodka. Vodka. Messy. Good animal. But it was really, really good. It was. It was very good. And that we actually got talking a bit, like, nerdy. We, we left uh, the flight club, the darts place, and we were saying, like, how can we make that for golf? Yeah. And you think, like, Top Golf is is kind of close to that in a sense. The Top Golf, obviously, it, it really is catered for golfers and non-golfers. People go. It's kind of simple. You can hit golf shots, obviously. There's different games. There's points, etc. But I suppose the difference is still there is that it's got to be a huge facility. Although, although Flight Club was big, it was indoor. You can get those, oh, I don't know how many, how many data was checking? Those 40 maybe, maybe more. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to it know. Kept going either, and every one of them was full with Christmas parties or work dues or couples on dates. And it was really, really and good. And it's like, how can you make that into golf? I mean, it's, we, we did obviously mini golf. We did, you know, we have been obviously top golf before and stuff. But it's like, is there a world where something like that that's like works nights out, people have a drink? can work in golf i don't quite know exactly how it looks in our drunken state we were like we're gonna do this (laughs) we're gonna make this in golf um but no it it was it it was no if you've never done it i don't know how many is there any is there many of them is it a massive i think there might be a couple but i don't think there's loads yet but i might be wrong i'm not not fully sure it was it was right up our street as you know if you're if you're an og listener of the of the podcast and you're in the clubhouse you know we definitely had our dart spell and it re relighted a fire massively within, within us. Massively. I think it's it's it sounds weird, but it's kind of very, very different to golf, but yet somewhat similar in the sense that obviously going for the big numbers at the start is like hitting a long drive. It's like, oh yeah, you got a hundred there or you got eighty or whatever, you hit the hit the twenty twice, whatever it might be, is equivalent to us of hitting a long drive. But then getting your double at the end or whatever is a bit more like or getting a single whatever because at this game of at Flight Club it's not super one eighty what's the five oh one or three oh one? It's a bit yeah. more but anyway, so gotta be precise towards the end. And it's a bit more like you put in, isn't it? And you're more delicate shots. Yeah. There's kind of some level of, of similarity there, I'd definitely say. Now, the other thing we didn't pick up on last week because of the Ricky Fowler podcast, we didn't talk much about the PNC. No. The father and son or, well, father and son or father and daughter or daughter and mother and whatever. It was a real mixture. Yeah. Siblings. Yes. Not siblings. Uh, that's, mom and that's brother and sister. Parent and child challenge. Yeah. Uh, PNC. Is that not what it stands for? No, no, parent, no, it's parent a, and child. No, it's a, <laughs> I think it used to obviously be called the father son, and now it's obviously it's it's broader than that, isn't it? Because um, obviously some of them haven't got kids, and Nelly Corder played with the dad, etc. But um, so Charlie Woods. It's all about Charlie Woods, isn't it? It's mad how over the last kind of three years or so, when he's been playing in that, how he has become like in social media world and media just in general. It's like a mini version of his dad. Like everyone is so excited to see him play golf. He has, he has, I mean, he's really turned into a teenager in front of our eyes. Yeah. I didn't know this year how old he was. I felt like it was like this mythical number that <laughs> nobody knew, but now it's obviously he's 13. Um, he's played in this a couple of years now. He's really grown up. Um, and what a player. I mean, he struggled, obviously, because he had an ankle injury. But, I mean, how cool is that? At first, I, when I didn't, because I put it on, and I saw him <laughs> walking, and him and Tiger, obviously, they have so many similarities in how they obviously act and behave. And he's walking like, I was like, Surely he's not imitating his dad's walk. <laughs> yeah. And obviously it came out that he'd, he'd rolled his ankle at the driving range. Yeah. It was, which definitely affected his golf. But you, you think like, obviously he's 13 years old and he, he looks incredible. 
But you hear some people are a bit more negative online, saying, oh, you know, he's actually not that good for his age group in Florida or wherever it might be. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. I know he's done some good stuff. I'm I read a mad stat, and I don't know the number, so I won't, I won't get it perfect. It was something on Twitter, so it might not be fully factually correct. <laughs> And at the same time, his dad at his age had yeah. won like outrageous amount of tournaments. Yeah, but it's we we yeah, it's it's very different. Well, what's now. mad is it, he's always obviously tagged with his son. He's going to kind of somewhat if in the golf will live in his dad's shadow, which is in some ways a blessing and in some ways what we will drive him insane. Be a big curse. But either way, it's like what's crazy is he's so good at golf. I mean, you watch those shots. He played off the second to back tees, and he said yeah. I think they had like five different tees out that day. They had the tour pro tees, then they had obviously like the next ones, and it kind of went down. I'm sure he's playing off the same. Maybe the tee further back than John Daly, or at least the same tees. He was on like the second to back ones. So you watch his shots that he's hitting, and he's on like a par three. It's like one sixty. So he's playing obviously like proper par three length holes and stuff, and he's, he's nailing it. And his ball speed is like one fifty three or something with his drivers. And so he's hitting like seven iron one sixty. Yeah, stuff. He's, he's not hitting it much less than than I am really, yeah. to be honest. But you think it's it's mad because in one way, how good can he get? Obviously, it depends how much he wants to to push it, I guess. And you think, well, if he isn't at the top of his game for his age, which some people say he's not. How good must these kids actually be out there? It's scary. And it's how good really was Tiger scary. at his age? I know. It is. You see it. Did you ever... I've, I've mentioned it before. Have you ever watched that documentary on Netflix, The Short, the short Yeah. And you look at that and you think, these kids are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think Tiger has made that benchmark even earlier. Yeah. Because, you know, when Tiger hit the scene, everyone then, like, I'll get, get my kid into golf. And that, that age, I reckon golf probably, people used to take it up at, seven or eight years old, mm. you'd imagine, it suddenly went to three years old. Yeah. So suddenly these eight and nine-year-olds are actually like little mini tour pros. You see it in the drive, chip and put. Yeah. That they have at Augusta every April. They're unbelievable. But what's also insane is some of those kids will inevitably go on to be European tour players or uh, PJ tour players, whatever it might be, major winners, etc. But some of them just will get to a point and just not improve. It's like with, with Charlie now, obviously no pressure. Well, he's got a lot of pressure because people are watching him, but he's 13 he might just get better and better and better and better and, and could end up, you know, getting on tour. Who knows? I'd love, love to see him on tour. Or equally, he could get to 16 and just kind of plateau. Yeah. And if you look, there was a lot of the players there, obviously, who had the sons or daughters playing, who were obviously sons and daughters of tour pros. And you could tell they were great golfers, but none of them were on tour. I mean, little John Daly's got a great chance. Yeah. He looked brilliant. But you think, like, how much of golf is it kind of that nature versus nurture versus just pure ability? Like, if you think about it, you know, if you've, if you are Tiger Woods' son or John Daly's son, you'd imagine you're playing golf from a young age, you've got great advice, you've got all the equipment you could think of in the world, the best facilities, but yet there'll be some other kids who have just come from potentially nothing who would go on to be better than them. Is it just pure skill? How, the, the how? thing in, and I, I'm comparing it to football as well, the thing in golf, you've got to prove yourself mm. you're worth. You've got to go out and shoot numbers, low numbers, really low numbers, to get noticed, to get seen, to get into different tournaments, this, that, and other. I'm sure, I'm not blind by this, I'm sure ti- being, ha- having Tiger as your dad opens a lot of bloody doors. Absolutely. He'll have the best equipment, he'll have whatever, you know, the best practice facility. He's got a little mini golf course in his garden, do you know what I mean? So there's not going to be any issues about that. But he's still got to go out and shoot low numbers to get into tournaments yeah. to do this, that and the other. In football, is it maybe a little bit different? Because if your dad is... Messi mm-hmm. or Ronaldo, because Ronaldo Jr. is like doing good on all this, apparently. Does almost the name. That was your. Um, oh, Siri. Yeah, your does, name. Does yeah. your name almost carry you much further? You'd, because really, it's very hard to 
there's no number on you as a footballer. Exactly. No, you think that because, again, if we use just a, a football son as an example, you know, they could get into the, the Aston Villa youth team, United youth team, whatever it might be. And, you know, they could be saying, the coach goes, oh, well, you know, he's got potential. It's such a body son. Or I, I like the way he touches the ball. You know, he's not the strongest kid. He's got this. They can almost perception. In golf, there's no hiding place. It's facts. You go out, and if you're Tiger with a son, John Daly's son, whoever's son or daughter, you go out and you shoot a score, and that is on you, isn't it? Yeah. You could say, oh, they're going to progress, or they're going to get tall, because we know Tiger's quite a big guy, etc. You think his son might grow up, because he's quite... I don't know if he's short for his age, but... Who, Ty- who Charlie? Yeah, he's he not... see me. I think he's, he's pretty tall for his age. Think? Yeah, 13? Mm. I'm not sure. I think he's got... Um, well, I don't know, but anyway, he's got potential to grow even more. His dad's like 6'1". Um... But it's interesting to see what actually, how far he takes it and how far does he want to. I mean, it looks like he wants to be a tall pro. Is that, have you he been asked in interviews? I don't actually I don't know. know. He might say, oh, no, I want to be a scientist or whatever. I have no idea. Well, Charlie, if you're watching <laughs> or listening, if you ever want to come on the channel, feel free. If you want to bring your dad, that's fine. Yeah, brings a chaperone. Um, if you want us to come out there, we'll, yeah. d- we'll do it happily. Um, I-, I would imagine his dad's super protective over him oh of course yeah like way more than because he's seen what the media world yeah. can do to him um it, it almost somewhat surprises me that tiger lets charlie do these po- press conferences after even so i feel like i mean it's teaching him i guess to speak mm. in public and you know if that's what what he wants to pursue as a career he needs to know those skills but i'm, I'm almost not su- i'm surprised that tiger just doesn't like have him so far under his wing i think the good thing is that the level is that with the pnc <laughs> tournament it's very like <laughs> Rick's just coughing. I feel like I need to Sorry. cough as well. I've got lots of sniffles. Um, if you watch this, by the way, and I keep weirdly moving away from the mic, it's because I'm trying to sniff and not do it down the mic. Um, I think in that environment where it's quite, fr- well, it's very friendly and it's it's a little bit of competition, well, it's competition, but it's done in a very friendly manner. The question is very nice, isn't it? It's very, probably like it's getting him ready for the wider world, no matter what he does. You know, he's 13 now. You know, in five years, he'll obviously be an adult. Um, that confidence building and speaking to grown-ups in that professional manner, that'll t- take him a long way. And, and the way he talks, again, he's only 13, you think, well, even if he's not a golfer, you'd imagine he's going to go quite a long way in yeah. life. So, fair play. The numbers they shoot in that event, by the way, insane. are actually ridiculous. Like, Vijay Singh and his, and his son won it. I mean... Was it 258 or something? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, they both, I know they were both sub-60 sub rounds. Well, this maybe 259s. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a scramble event, but it's bloody good going, that, isn't it? Yeah. Like, really good going. So, I think it's obviously grown hugely in popularity the last few years. I'd actually like to see more tall players playing it. Yeah. I know Justin Thomas and his dad seems to play in it. Cause do you know Justin Thomas's dad, Mike, has been coaching Charlie? I didn't. I know his dad was a PJ pro. And his granddad yeah. was. I know his granddad passed away, but they were all yeah. So coach. Mike's cool. been coaching Charlie. Oh, that's good. So I think again, I've known it from my own experience. Trying to teach your own kid is very difficult. Oh yeah, I can imagine. You know, having somebody come in and, and coach your kid, and the kid listens to somebody else's dad more yeah, than yeah. they'll listen to their own dad or mum. So they, um, but Jordan Spieth played this year with his mm. dad. That was a new one. I'd love to see like more players playing in it. Like, yeah. I think it's such a great, cool event. Really good time of year, like just before Christmas. It's just got a nice. Well, vibe you have to, to have it. won a major, don't you, or the Players Championship. Ah, so like that's how you get into it. Well, there you go. I so didn't obviously, know there that. still could be more. Like, ah, still, I didn't know still that. Could Makes be, sense. There still could be more people because. I, I thought it was only majors at first. There was somebody on who hadn't won a major. Obviously, this accounts for, for, for the women as well, Nelly Corder, yeah. etc. But there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, and I thought, how? He's not, but he'd won a, the Players' Championship. Oh. I think about it, they've all yeah, won. Yeah, I didn't think, I really didn't think about that at all. Right, amazing. I think, like I said, it's a really cool event. It's very cool. Um, what's up next? <laughs> <laughs> Should we have, let me just have a quick cough. Okay, sorry about a little pause. I uh, <laughs> had to go and blow my nose. Feel better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it feels a weird vibe today because we're kind of like, we are both a little bit under the weather. I don't want to keep saying that's not exactly ill, but a little bit like, nah. Um It always happens pre-Christmas. Yeah, well, it, a bit of illness. You know what it is? You know what it is? Go on. Tell me it's what it is. bloody those big manufacturers' faults. Yeah, with the new drivers. It's Callaway's, TaylorMade's, Cobra and Ping's fault. Why, yeah. why, why I'm ill and why you're ill. Well, yeah, we are. But what's making, what's powering me through is these amazing questions on Facebook. Nice. So um, we said this before. We'll say it again. If you're not a member of our group on Facebook, there's no excuses. The only excuse is I don't use Facebook. Other but than that. Then, just set up a Facebook. Up, yeah, and call it Barry Burner. Just have a little burner account. Um, but yeah, join <laughs> it. It's the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. There's loads of people. There seems to be a lot of people getting hold of ones again at the minute, which is good. People put it in there. <laughs> you seem suspicious about that. No, it's because there's 80, <laughs> eight. No, it's not. There's eighty odd thousand people in there, so statistically, there should be one person every now and again getting a hole in one. And that's what we see. And what I like about it as well, when people put in a post, they've had a hole in one. It gets loads of likes, so everyone's supporting them. So what, did, what was the odds? Did we say a hole in one oh, was? Like twenty thousand. So yeah, in theory, there should be a lot. Yeah, well, if they're playing golf a lot, which I think most people are, then there's going to be good odds. So awesome. if you get a hole in one, let us know. 
I've only had two, so I'd like to see more. Like you've had one. Oh, it I've was an open qualifier. Measly one. Um, I've had two, and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling one on camera next year. Well, so that le- you've almost read my next question. So we've had some great questions. And blah, blah, blah. no, we're not had answers. We had questions. The first one I'm going to read out is from Pete Wilkinson, and next to his name, it's got top uh, contributor. So he must be uh, again in the group. Uh, a guy a that gets, uh, gets involved. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of else. Yeah, he's a top contributor. He has said, "What is your most ambitious goal for 2023?" So let's maybe have like a video one, and maybe your own golf as well. What you're saying? Um, I would like to get a video to have a million views in a day. Oh wow, okay. Because I think our record at the moment is three days. Ricky Fowler one might might actually have beaten or be beating that. Yeah. Um, I would love a hole in one video. Definitely, yeah. like a re- like a, when I say video, I mean all bells, all whistles. Like a really good golf course with like a mid iron, like a seven or an eight iron. We've got drone up, we've got shot tracer, we've got main camera, we've got zoom camera, and it's like the perfect yeah, hole in one. That would be good. So something like that. I mean that those two videos might coincide. You would. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is, you're right though. With a, with a video that gets a million views in a day, I think it's possible. What's quite weird is we we've had some videos, thankfully, that have had millions of views. But it's normally ones that obviously reach a wider than just a golf hardcore audience, isn't it? So like the illegal golf clubs, people who've got a very loose interest in golf might watch that. But to try and get one that gets that many views only in a day, it's going to be... I don't know what it would be. I'd love to do it. Maybe it is a hole-in-one. It's either something spectacular or disastrous. Yeah. So it's either me flipping a buggy upside down 360, okay. which we, we can do. We can do. Yeah. There's more possibility of that than getting a hole-in-one. <laughs> Possibly. Or a hole-in-one. So you need to capture people's attention. So something like that. And... Um, I mean, or quit YouTube? No, you know, I mean, but if he did though, I'd get a million views in a day. Oh, I get you. So you could do or a video and say, quit. Or actually quit, not, get a million views in a day. Actually quit, get a million views, and then be like, I may as well come back now. <laughs> <laughs> I've accomplished my goal. Um, I, I'd love to do more of these ten shot challenges. Well, that, tour pros. Exactly. I think that we've had that uh, chat, obviously. Yesterday and today, it's like the, the twelve, the twelve shot challenges. Maybe that's a new one. Maybe I need <laughs> the ten shot challenges. They are they're so good because I think there's there's a there's a re- when you're watching that you want to see well people know these guys are amazing they know that you're a decent golfer so it's like well ten shots is going to be a good hand and it seems to always be a close match. really it's close. a great number that we've picked there well every, out of four matches three of them gone down the 18th it was only Adam Scott battered me yeah well they're also going down the 18th but they're, they're but, but like, like yeah they're they close yeah no you're right and um. Well, that's why then we went with actually stroke play because otherwise, if it was match play, but like we've both got eighteen holes. Like you said, there's three of them that have come down to stretch or anything could happen. It's nice to see the players chilled, and you know you don't always see that side of them. So that, I think people have enjoyed them. We want to get some more. Um, some names in the hat, isn't there? There's names in in yeah. Big names Look, in the hat. We've got a massive hat in the other room. It's huge. There's <laughs> loads of names loads in of it. Um, so we've had a question. I'm going to answer this one first. I think my answer might be similar to yours, Rick. But it's from Niall Whitehorn. He said, do the new releases from brands still excite you guys? Or does working in the industry just become part of the job and nothing else new to try, etc.? So for me, I do get super, super excited to actually see the drivers more than anything. So like when we know there's a new TaylorMade, new Callaway, etc. coming out, I can't wait to physically see it, what it looks like and what its name is. I must admit, from there, really, that's probably where I've started to not get excited because typically all the brands have the same story. We've used more carbon, we've saved weight, it's therefore a bit more forgiving, it's a tiny bit longer, and that's it really, isn't it? I I get excited about seeing products, I do, but it has to be physical. Yeah. I'm not asked about pictures, yeah. not even a little bit. It has okay. to be, I have to see the product in my hand to really appreciate it. That's when I get most excited. 
Um, and for me, it's like the feel and sound of drivers. Yeah. Like, I love... I love my, my game that I play with myself a little bit, look at a driver <laughs> and think, I, wonder, I think I know how that's going to feel. Like, that driver looks to me like it's going to feel... Do you win this game very often? Yeah, very, yeah. very What's the score? 2-1, Rick. 17-0. It's a Rick. Yeah. Wow, another Rick's <laughs> the good, isn't he? There's another Rick somewhere crying in the corner. <laughs> he keeps getting it wrong. Um, so, yeah, no, I 100% still get excited. Obviously, it's, it's been a number of years now testing new products. Um, I'd be lying if I said, certainly really, really early on when I started reviewing equipment, that was probably peak excitement. Almost, almost borderline too excited. Yeah. Where now I feel like I'm at a nice position where I'm, I'm almost like a professional excited. Yeah. I kind of, I, I know where it all sits, but I'm also quite realistic. Yeah. I think that's it as well. It's about, it's kind of having realistic expectations of what like a new driver might bring. So for example, I've currently got the Ping G425 Max and I, and, and I actually adore it now. I find it to a place where my driving's come on a lot. I don't know if that'll always obviously be the case. I think very quickly I could kind of lose confidence again. Not that I want to, obviously. So I'm excited to try, not hit it yet, the new ping driver, but I'm not expecting it to go miles further. It's more a case of, well, I love the one that I've currently got. Let's see what the new one's like. And it might sound, I've heard it sounds a bit different, so it might feel a bit different, but I'm not expecting it to suddenly go miles further. So I think it's just having realistic expectations as well. I'm definitely going to change driver this year. Wow. Newsflash. Breaking news. Definitely. Someone's driving along the motorway now with a cup of coffee and <laughs> dropped it all over the lap. <laughs> what? What's she said? So yeah. But I, I, my worry, and I'll be honest with that, is that you're going to go for a, a low-spin monster. Correct. And I think... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to be sensible. I think you've hit your driver really well, so I'm interested to see what you go. Oh, well, I've got one idea what you could I go I must admit, I've hit my curveball. driver unbelievable recently. But that's now it's the time to change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? It's um, it's easy... Because I'm a bit, little bit the same. I went to American Golf the day, and I've been hitting my G425 Max brilliantly. So then I tried to try the, I tried the LS Tech head. Yeah, because I thought, well, if I'm hitting mine well, what could I get out of a bit more distance, maybe? And it was a nice driver actually, but I just noticed it was going a bit more offline. Just so like, well, it might go a bit further, but I'm going to miss more fairways. Exactly. Johnny Bryan, it's not really a question, but he said just a big thank you. Really, the podcast really adds some depth to being a Rick Shields fan and hearing more in-depth interviews, uh, sorry, views on things like live or good, good, or even what you got up in, got up to in St Andrews is just as great as the videos. Oh, so that nice. was that was very nice. I've had a text off Harry. What's he saying? Roder and food. Oh right, okay. Well, um, I'm Bur actually not hungry. Burgerism. I'm actually not hungry. Honestly, it's a really bad shout that when you're having a burger for lunch. But I don't feel hungry. Great, so I'm going to skip it. You're right. Yeah, I feel a bit not great, but now, anyway. now I am worried about I it. I don't want any attention. Don't want everyone in the comments saying "get well soon, guy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually fine. I've got a sniffle. Um, so Josh Richards has said, "Did Rick think he had a better chance of beating a pro like Ricky Fowler if he's played a much easier course?" So it swings and roundabouts. No, because he would have shot lower. Exactly. So he shot three under our medalist. If we went around Mario, I would, I would expect him to shoot seven or eight under. Yeah, so, so it's just always so it didn't really matter. Yeah, I think the w one thing I'm annoyed about myself, and, and I'll really try and improve on this going into next year. Every time I've started badly, yeah, in well, these you, challenges. I think that's borderline inevitable, mm -hmm. though, to some degree, because you're kind of going to be a bit nervous. And but I feel like it's it's almost like if I can start well and hold my hold my nerve a little bit. Mm, that's the, other, the other big thing as well, it sounds really daft, but playing in that format in this like when when you're ten on the par, a double bogey on the first doesn't feel that bad. Yeah. Does that make sense? I know what you mean because you've got Cause a, it's like, well, whatever. Yeah. I've I've got you're now eight, eight on the shots. Yeah. yeah. Where if I was level par and I go, Oh no, I'm too over crap. Like it's a, it's a really weird. Well also as well, what you've got to remember is although Ricky Fowler starts level par, he's not going to finish level par. No. He's probably going to shoot three or four under. So if it started that you were 
like 10 under and he knew he was going to get to three, that might make you a bit more. Um, Question here that I have actually changed my views on kind of as of late. So it's quite a good one to ask. It's from Jez Thompson. (laughs) And he's asked, he'd love to hear our thoughts on indoor golf. He said, I ask questions every time. Be nice to read out on the world's best podcast by the best presenters going. I actually hadn't read that last bit, but thanks, Jez. Uh, That's not what you got. He actually didn't write that last bit. Yeah, I just said that. (laughs) No, so... I was always somebody that would rather be on the golf course and hitting balls. That's just what I, I always was. Growing up, I'd rather be on the course doing nine holes and hitting balls in the range. Recently, I've kind of weirdly flipped. I've not played golf on the course now since I played Ely, which is however many weeks, four weeks ago. But I've been in the range a lot. And I feel like that's given me a bit of my golf fix. I'm hitting balls, thankfully hitting it quite nicely. That's making me go more and enjoy it more, which is a nice positive snowball effect. The more balls I'm hitting, the better I'm hitting it, the more I'm going, blah, blah, blah. However, I don't, at the minute, feel like I'm missing the golf course too much. And so on, on top of that, kind of separate point was, I, I know you watched this video, Eric Anders Lang did a new Adventures in Golf where he went to South Korea, where apparently there's more indoor golf facilities than there are Starbucks. It's, if you've not seen this video, people watching and listening, you should check it out. It's really good. It's on, I think it's on Scratch TV. It's on though, Scratch it? TV. It's Adventures in Golf. It's something, if you just type in South Korea, Adventures in Golf, whatever, or Eric Anders Lang, you'll probably find it straight away. And basically, it's like a little mini half an hour, 25 minute documentary about it's really good. golf in South Korea and how it's so much bigger and popular to play indoor golf over there than, out, than, than obviously on the course now i probably obviously wouldn't rather play a a game on a simulator versus playing an actual golf course i'm not going quite that far but i definitely understand it more Mm. that if you are a golfer and you and these facilities are amazing as well by the way you can have a drink you can have some food you can practice bunker shots yeah on a simulator indoor yeah you can practice this put there's like putting green that has like games on it and it can measure your success rate from uphill puts downhill puts the simulators, as much as I'm a big fan of simulators that I've used in the past, these simulators um, work with the software. So if your ball is finished with the ball above your feet, the mat moves to the balls above your feet. I mean, yeah. it's very, it's, it's not real golf, but it's as close. It's the closest I think we've got so far. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> going back to what we mentioned at the start of the show, this flight club, I think there is something. 100%. There's, a, there's facilities where it could all kind of all become under one roof. And, and also think about it, when you play around a golf, what are the things that you actually enjoy the most? It's playing with your friends, maybe beating your friends and hitting great golf shots. That's really it. I mean, some people, to be fair, enjoy the walk and enjoy the scenery. And I also massively understand that as well. But for me, when I have my best time at the golf course, it's playing well, and it's playing and maybe beating a friend. That can still be done on indoor golf. You can hit great <laughs> shots, you can mull along drives, and you can pay, possibly Got an beat idea. Go on. You hit a shot in the simulator. Yeah. Okay. And by the side of a simulator, there's a tunnel. Okay. Okay. An enclosed tunnel. Yep. Not very long, but a tunnel. And then in that tunnel is a treadmill. Okay. Now, inside this tunnel, it's all screens, 180 degrees, 360 degrees screens. And you pick your tee shot and you step onto the treadmill. Yeah. And you walk <laughs> to, to your ball, looking at the scenery, hearing the birds tweet. Look at, and then when you get to, you have to look for your ball. Okay. So you have to like look for it, like you're looking around and you got and the time it comes on, yep. three minutes, mm. Mm. two minutes 50. Wow. <laughs> like, and it counts down, you have to find this golf ball in yeah. this imaginary land. Uh, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aidan Watson, quite a good question. He said, what's the best but unnecessary golf accessory? I have a little chance to think of that because I looked at it and you know what I'm going to go with? I want to hear your thoughts on this if you can beat me. No, this isn't a great one. A nice pitchfork. Because you should always have a pitchfork, ideally, and you should all, always really use at least use a tee. I know it's not ideal, but something. 
But a nice pitch for it, whether it be from a golf club or one of those Scotty Cameron ones. It's just something nice, isn't it? They just, I like it. I end up losing them. Um, I would say, even though I've got one in my bag and probably never use it, a groove cleaner. Wow, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were that guy. Oh. Oh, no. He's coughing now, pretending he was, oh, I was confused. I was a bit ill, didn't mean that. Now, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Last thing I'm going to say yeah. that you should always have in your bag, rain gloves. Yes, great shout. Yeah, Regardless of one. playing you've, in you've summer, pulled that back then really well. Anything else, couple of you can get them in pairs. Rain gloves are worth their weight in gold. Absolutely. Jordan Richardson has said, uh, favourite break 75 course from this season. You're going to go crail. You're going to crail it. It's hard to say off the bat, isn't it? God, favourite course. Because the only thing I think that's slightly kind of makes it hard to answer is that there's more than just the course. There's how you played, there's the weather, there's the vibe of the day. There's things that make, don't sound like you don't see on camera, like what the food was like sometimes makes a big difference, how we felt on the day. Crayle must be up there. Um, oh, God. I'm trying to think of courses. Crayle was spectacular. Don't get me wrong, it was unbelievable. But I don't know if I'd rank it the highest just because it, it was... When was it? November time? October? Was it November uh, we filmed? Crayle yeah. probably did. Like, that made it feel a bit different. Like, yeah. I'd love that. If that was a summer night, exact everything else was exactly the same. Yeah. But it was a summer night in July. I think that goes to the top. Okay. Um, oh, God. What, what, I'm struggling. And I've got one coming out early next year that I filmed in Jupiter that's called Floridian. That's pretty spectacular. Um, I think I can't remember any golf courses now, weirdly. I'm really struggling. We obviously did Royal Liverpool, we did Hoylake, uh, <laughs> Royal course. Liverpool and Hoylake. We did uh, St. Ar- Wallace. Wallacey was up there, yeah. That, that was, was a pretty great. good one. Food. That, not, you know what? I think it was Wallacey. Mm, Wallacey was unbelievable. Amazing golf course. We played both okay. Yeah, I don't think we well ripped it up, but okay, of. respectable. Um, the food afterwards yeah, was, was outrageous. Great. Um, the hospitality, everything was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I think Wallacey might be up there. No. However, after Wallacey, I probably had my worst experience in the world. Wow. I had that bloody electric car. Oh, yeah, which didn't, yeah, we mentioned that we didn't charge. Rick forgot that you had to charge electric cars. <laughs> um, are you guys, this is from Stuart Mitchell, are you guys excited for the Open being on your doorstep in 2023? Yes. Yeah. 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 An exciting video coming uh, next year. We are going to be playing at Royal Liverpool. <sighs> We're going to do a break 75 at Royal Liverpool few months before the open let's see how we get on and it we might just release it 151 days before the open because why not why would you not do that makes um, sense right someone said will you play some court this sorry someone i mean i want to read people's names but keith ellison has said will you uh, play some of the golf course in the southeast for break 75 i think what we're going to try and do next year is try and bulk record episodes mm. so we'll put ourselves in a location whether that's UK, whether that's Ireland, whether it's over in the States or Europe, put ourselves in a location and film five or six episodes in a, in a run. Yeah. So not ruling out the South, but for us to go all the way down there just for one episode is a bit ambitious. Yeah. Um, so I think we are planning on making, did we say 36 episodes next year? A break 75? Yeah. Potentially, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to get, well, at least two a month, which would obviously be 24, and I think we want to get more than that, so yeah, probably 36. So it won't be weekly. We'll try and bulk record them and then bulk release them and have a couple of weeks off and then go again. So really exciting times. 
Yeah, there's a lot more questions than that, but I think we're going to probably wrap that one up. They keep it quite short and sweet today. I know we've got people, a lot more stuff to do. We've, we've got, got we've got yeah. to finish off the reviews for these new drivers that are coming out on the. Hopefully, have YouTube uploaded. Have YouTube open, and the Rick Shields Golf YouTube channel present. Yeah, on the fourth of Jan, and hit refresh all the way through. Yeah, the all day. day. I don't know when we're going to drop the video, but fourth of Jan. Hopefully, is when you're going to see the first review of 2023. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And like you said at the start of the podcast, Rick, big thanks to everyone who's been watching the podcast, listening to the podcast, watching the main channel videos, uh, everything, all that support. We massively appreciate it. If you're in the clubhouse, we really, really, really love you. If you're not in the clubhouse yet, we like you, but we just wouldn't class you as a close friend yet. So once you listen to all the episodes of the podcast, you're in the clubhouse and you are then officially my best friend and one of Rick's top 10 friends. Top 10. Um, we are going to release a, a podcast on the 3rd of Jan. Yes. Which is going to be an interview with Claude Harmon III, one of the most famous golf coaches in the world, son of Butch Harmon. Um, so that'll be coming out on the 3rd of Jan. We're actually going to film the intro now, but that video is going to be out 3rd of Jan. And then the 10th of Jan will be up in the air because you might, you might next time <laughs> you are on the podcast... You might be a different man. I could have a baby. We should have a baby, hopefully, fingers crossed. That It should be born by then. Um, so there might be a couple of episodes where we need to... Well, there's Claude Harmon episode yeah. for the 3rd of Jan. Depending on what guys' movements yeah, yeah. are for New Year, we'll, we'll get another episode, episode out for the 10th of Jan. That'll either be me and Guy or Brad Faxon podcast. And then we'll see after that. Yeah, we'll see after that. We'll, we'll try not to miss a week, just because I know you guys love it so much. Yeah, and if Matt Fry comes on instead of me, don't everyone comment saying, oh, Matt's well better than Guy, because I'll read the comments, I'll be crying like a baby with my baby. <laughs> so if anything, comment that Matt Fry is rubbish <laughs> and he's a he's a guy charnet from Walmart. That'll make me feel miles better. Because then your poor wife will be looking over and going, oh, but yeah, the baby's crying, Guy's crying. <laughs> everyone prefers <laughs> Sophie Walker and Matt Fry over me. I'll have to do on my own. Right, all the best, guys. Good luck, Guy, if we don't Thank you. hear from you. Well, I, <laughs> you won't I hear, will from, hear me. from you, but other people. Yeah. Uh, again, Merry Christmas. Have a great new year. And here's to plenty of birdie sauce in 2023. Mm. Nice.